0: That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free.
1: Anything better than a glass
0: of beer is tea with
1: Miss McGill. Then, <laughs> welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 314 of the Big Show, some enforcer based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday, recovering after the long weekends and Canada Day and Independence Day and well you know what it today is it's gonna be Ice Wars Day here at the fourth line voice uh yes I have competitor Bo the jawbreaker Cornell he comes on and we not only talk Ice Wars but we talk about his hockey career playing junior and then in college and uh what led to Ice Wars and of course he's been uh in uh both events uh one and two and then uh, getting ready on July 15th for Ice Wars 3. He is the main event taking on Justice Smoke. And, uh, that'll be a doozy of, uh, of a, of a tilt right there. I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, we talk about all that. Bo was, uh, gracious enough to give us, uh, give me about 45 minutes of his time. And, uh, yeah, we, we cover a lot of, just talk about the psychology and just the training and everything that goes into it. And, uh, that yeah, was a fun fun conversation. I want to thank Bo again for coming on and uh, making himself available. I really appreciate it. And uh, yes, folks, July 15th, that's right around the corner, Ice Wars 3 in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, heavyweight tournament followed, like as I said, the main event is Cornell and Smoke. We got Travis Check and Cole the Viking Johnson leading things off. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, my guest from a couple weeks back, Haley Ross, who was looking to be the first uh, female competitor? Unfortunately, her opponent uh, dropped out, so she will not be competing in Ice Wars Three. I feel bad for her, you know with the, you know with the the training and everything that she was doing to get ready, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know we could find someone for her to to fight, and we'll we'll see her at Ice Wars Four. So, but uh, yeah, and then the tournament, uh, as I said, the heavyweight tournament that's involved eight guys and. Uh, you know re- really looking forward to uh, to watching that one yeah and the uh, the uh, heavyweight tournament uh, has eight competitors um, I'm not sure who the eighth one will be it was supposed to be Curtis Swanson uh, but he uh, he pulled out so I'm not sure who they have to replace him. I don't think they've made an announcement yet now as far as I went and checked their socials and I haven't seen anything yet but uh, as far as the seven that are in it uh, with the a train Corey Allen uh Catlin Big Snake uh Justin Schmidt, uh James Brooks who I had on a couple of weeks back, uh Geoff Lafrance, uh Andre Thibault uh who is a uh, place for I believe 3 Rivers in the uh in the LNH and Ryan Devine, the SPHL sort of reigning champ of the SPHL so and then as I said the uh, eighth as as yet to be uh determined as far as I can tell. So but yeah, really looking forward to that tournament. There's some big cats in there, boy, and uh, it is going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, as I said, July 15th on pay per view. I will have the uh, the links and everything for the pay per view in the uh, in the show description. And I mean, I'm sh- well, I'm I'm sort of taking this for granted, but I'm sure anybody, everybody listening, um, hopefully you're following me on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Um, I will, as the events get close here in the week or two, I'll start putting up links for everything you guys can check out and, uh, merch for the guys and, uh, that they're selling and, uh, yeah. And the pay-per-view links. And I hope, uh, I hope, uh, the, you folks out there, uh, order the pay-per-view. Um, I'm not sure what the price is. Um, I know the last ones were $20 on Fight TV, so I can't see it being that much more at this point, uh, well, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but I'm assuming it wouldn't be. And uh, you know, I think uh, get a few guys together, have some beers, and get the pay per view on. <coughs> and uh, and I think and it's a good night. It could be a good Saturday night. It'll be fun. And um, and if you've never seen the Ice Wars before, um, it's a, it's a scene, man. I'm telling you. Obviously, go to YouTube, type in Ice War. I mean, you can go over social media and see and see the past fights. And uh, but. I was in the first two were obviously at Edmonton, Alberta. I was at both of them live, and uh, yeah, what what an event and what an atmosphere and uh, and these guys don't hold back; they go for it and uh, they're swinging for the moon. And uh, as I said, my guest tonight, uh, Bo Cornell. I mean, you know, Ice Wars won. He fought Travis Check. I had a little tough go. I mean, he was in there battling, but, uh, he didn't, you know, he, he uh, he didn't win that one, but, uh, came back strong in the tournament at, at, uh, Ice Wars 2 and, and put in a really good showing for himself. Had a great fight with, uh, uh, with Kyle Zavitz and then, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, lost decision to eventual, uh, tournament champ Justin Schmidt, but, uh, no, no shame in that. I mean, that, Schmidt's a veteran professional fighter uh you know let and at that time last season he came out he led all of pro hockey and fighting majors so i mean you know he was rocking and rolling and in, in, in mid-season form so uh and bo hung right with him so and it was a great showing so really looking forward to seeing his fight with uh with justice smoke who who uh and you know had a great tournament la- uh uh as well at ice wars too so this event will be a lot of fun that heavyweight tournament there's some tough guys and that it'll it'll just be a it's a unique event you know i you know hey i get it it's not for everybody but uh you know if you if you want to have some beers and sit in the basement and watch some good old hockey violence uh this is for you but um before we get into Bo, i'm not going to talk for too long today nobody tuned in to listen to me anyway but obviously i have to throw out the sponsors hockey podcast network um every nhl team has a podcast us <clears throat> pardon me ah yeah, pardon me. Um, on the original content side, oh, what a group I I associate with. Holy, well, I got Terry Ryan. I mean, that's okay. I'll, I'll I'll admit to that. But then after that, oh, we talk about going off a cliff. We got Alec over there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Um, you know, I I joke with all these guys. They're good dudes. Um, you know, we we actually we talk all the time and. Uh, and I'm really I'm really happy that these guys are on the network now. I'll of course you got Alec over at the Five for Fighting podcast. He's he's in the game, man. He's got merch too. And in fact, his next episode he is gonna have uh his merchandises through Hit Club Hockey. And uh, he is gonna have the uh founder of Hit Club Hockey on his show and uh we'll hear all about that. It's I always it's kind of like Violent gentleman but for the minors, which is sort of an untapped market and I'm a minor league guy So, um, I think it's really cool And I, I look forward to hearing that interview and how they got started and what their plans are going forward in the future are But uh, I know Alec has some really cool merch So definitely check it out and he's got a tremendous back catalog Frank by Lois Mike Segroy, Jason Rushton Ken Tasker Rob Ray on and on excellent uh, Also Joel, Joel Lazito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles his latest episode is with Burke Casabon, who is, uh, uh actor on Shorezy. And I'm sure most of the people listening have obviously have watched Shorezy. Season two is ready to come out. Uh, in season one, he is one of the kids that, when Shorezy's reffing the, the high school games, he's one of the kids that's playing and they, they, him and Shorezy always get at it back and forth in the penalty box, chirping each other. That's, uh, that's Burke, so. Fun interview. It was uh, fun to listen to the backstage. It was like a TMZ. Oh, yeah. It was like entertainment tonight. Joe's a real Hollywood insider now. Yeah. Him and uh, Mary Hart. Uh, Mary Hart's got better legs than Joe, though. But, uh, check out Joe Lazio. And again, another, uh, the Coliseum Chronicles, I should have pointed out was, uh, it's a New York Islanders based podcast that Joe started back a couple years ago. And it was with Fakoda, Dean Yu, and Asham, Strudwick, McKenzie. People had all suited up with the Islanders or in their organization. And uh, But he has since sort of moved on. He's still going to do, obviously, it's going to be Islander, you know, focused. But he calls it going off the Island. And that's, uh, you know, when he interviews people that obviously aren't associated with the team, such as Burke. So um, he's branched out in terms of his interviews. So um, really looking forward to, uh, to more interviews with Joe. He always, he always brings it, does a great job. And like I said, check out his back catalog. And then from the oil fields of uh, Alberta, back to the Maritimes, we got Jordan at five in a game podcast. And uh, I was expecting a fall return when he was going to come back with his show, but he actually released an episode today. Um, He is, uh, it is uh, with one with Ryan hand, his follow up with Ryan hand um, and his, and his five toughest opponents. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, Jordan does a great job. I'm glad he's released an episode. Um, I know he had, uh, initially had audio, he had a whole bunch of interviews saved and unfortunately, uh, there was an incident with a phone and that file being erased. So he had lost a lot of content and I can't even imagine how frustrating that would be. So he basically left the Maritimes to go work in the oil field in Alberta for a bunch of months and he was going to obviously space out the interviews that he had recorded while he was at home and, you know, have kind of, um, continuous product but uh, unfortunately they were erased a couple of days before he was heading back to Alberta so um, he hasn't been able to uh, release an episode but he's he had a little time here and uh, managed to release this one and uh, but going forward come the fall and when he gets back home on a, and is home for a few months um, you know obviously he'll be back in the groove with a with a weekly show but uh, but for now it's been uh, there been a little little spread out but uh, he is back so five in a game with Jordan um, yeah, folks, there we go. That That's the crew you should follow. As I said, if you're uh, new to the show and you're tuned to you're a friend of Bo's and you want to hear about from Bo, <clears throat> we'll get to that in one minute. All I ask for the new listeners, please check out my back catalog. As I said, this is episode 314. I've had lots of great guests on, not only previous Ice Wars competitors, but I've had Steve McIntyre on, John Morasti, Joey Tedarenko, Brad Winkfeld, Uh on and on, and uh, I so I encourage you to check out the back catalog. A lot of great interviews there, and uh, I want as I always say, I thank all those guys for taking the time out to sit down and talk to a fight nerd like myself. and uh, And and same as I said with Bo, I want to thank him again for taking the time to talk to me. and And uh, you know, I'm getting pumped up for Ice Wars. Uh, I, I I said I, I said it a couple times in the interview. Selfishly, I always wish they were in Edmonton because I was like heading out to Edmonton because I'm in Saskatoon here. Head out to Edmonton. We, the wife and I stay a couple nights at the casino because it's at the at the uh, River Cree and at the casino and entertainment center there. So we, you know, play play some slot machines and then go watch some tilts. But uh, unfortunately, it's in Wyoming. And but I'm happy for the guys. It's spreading out. It's getting down to the United States. I I really hope this thing grows. And uh, I love it. I love the Ice Wars. I'm really looking forward to this on pay per view. I hope you guys all order it and uh, take it in and we'll cheer on Bo and Justice and the boys and. And, uh, let, you know, just have a good show, so. But, uh, as I said, on social media, 4th Line Voice, on Twitter, as well as on Facebook. Also on YouTube. I have over 2,000 videos on my YouTube channels. Check it out. All the leagues are represented. Whatever league you're looking for, just type it into the little search engine. NHL, AHL, OHL, M-O-U-S-E. It's all there. Type it in. You'll find 2,000 videos. Go down that rabbit hole. You'll be entertained for hours. But, um... And other than that folks as I always the last thing I request is uh whatever platform you may be listening to this show on not only mine but Alec or Jay or uh, Jordan's or uh, uh, Joe's um, or any podcast that you enjoy rate and review at least just hit the star rating um, that as creators that helps us out it helps in the algorithms you know when you listen to a podcast underneath it said oh if you like this related shows that you might enjoy that's how we get in to the related shows you might enjoy, um, it's all through reviewing and rate. i like I said, you don't have to write War and Peace or anything in the review. Just hit the star rating. That's all you got to do. It's in your hand. Just boom, done. And uh, and download. Don't stream. You can always because download is how we get paid and also how we can track shows and listens and and how we're doing. So uh, again, that helps out the creator of not only my podcast but any podcast that you listen to. Believe me, they they would like you to do the same. So that is my PSA. But how about I shut up and get out of here and we'll get to Bo Cornell. So, uh, alright folks, enjoy. As I said, this epi- my episodes come out every Wednesday and Sunday. So, uh, enjoy my conversation with Bo, the jawbreaker Cornell, and I'll be back on Sunday to talk to you guys. Thanks everybody. Alright, here on the 4th Line Voice, we have a special guest today, Ice, War- Ice Wars competitor, Bo, the jawbreaker Cornell. Bo, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Very good, very good. Well, I thank you for uh, taking the time and uh we just before we got going, you said you just uh you just wrapped up some sparring. How uh, how's the training going for Ice Wars three?
0: Uh I mean uh always making strides, always moving forward. I mean for those who watched the first and second, they saw my uh my return with an exponential jump and tenaciousness and just ready to fight and uh I'm expecting the same jump to go out there with just that will to win and not stop until I win. So,
1: excellent. Yeah. Well, looking forward to it. But uh, like with all the with when I have the uh, different guests on and everything else, of course, we'll uh, you know obviously we'll get into ice wars and all that. But uh, let's talk about your hockey background, though. Um, we'll, we'll timeline it here, Bo Cordell. Where were you born and raised, and where did you play
0: your minor hockey? Uh, Born in Calgary, grew up in Legale, Alberta, played uh, most of my minor hockey in Mournville, Alberta, and then played junior, my first year junior, with the Mournville Jets, and then I went out to the KIJHL and played for two and a half years for the Castlegar Rebels, Uh, and then finished up the last half of my 20-year-old season in Revelstoke, and uh, for the last three years, and going into my senior year here, I've been playing at the University of Jamestown.
1: In uh, in North Dakota, um, well, well, we'll we'll back up. We'll go. We'll start here, kind of in minor hockey, and uh, um, obviously your defenseman and stuff. Did you were you always physical and uh, and at, at well, obviously you're a big kid, but did the uh, physical game was it always there for you?
0: No, I grew super late. Actually, I mean the whole physical game didn't really come until about my first second year. of midget. So, uh, before that, I guess U18, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't call it Midget AA anymore. Well, uh, yeah. So, but uh, the, the folks
1: <laughs> listening to this show know it as Midget. So, yeah, we're, we're good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, uh, that's kind of when I hit a big growth spurt. And my um, kind of game changed. I went from a more of a puck moving D-man to a very just, I created space with my size.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, at that level, there's a lot of guys that cut middle. So, uh, my presence was pretty known and uh it was yeah i had a lot of fun there but uh when it came down instead of playing my last year midgets i ended up just playing on the local junior b team instead so i can get get used to the big boys the big men i guess so that was a very big transition from being the big body out there to just being an average dude so
1: well and i
0: mean obviously with your age and everything
1: and hockey changing and that type of thing but you know, we can get into the, you know, because I can remember the old KI league from back in the day, you know, it's, uh, that was a crazy scene back then. But, uh, you know, obviously things have changed now and with your age and stuff being the younger, the younger generation. But in terms of like the, the hitting and the, and the physical play, like you said, kind of into junior B and, you know, we get into junior A and stuff did, um, you know, was did like, was there any, uh, in terms of the fighting, when, when did that start kind of taking place?
0: Uh, my first year junior B when I was grade 12 there. I got in, uh, I was playing a game in, where were we, Spruce, Spruce Grove, I think. Yep. And uh, I had my brother and my parents on the stands, and uh, it was a team rule. All the rookies had to fight before Christmas or you get fined or whatever. So <laughs> some yeah. guys slashed me, so I just, I dropped my gloves. I got my first fight out of the way. And, uh, you know, I remember it was being, it was quick, whatever. I was excited. I think I only landed like two, three punches, but I ended up standing up and he was on the ice. And then I was in the dressing room. I mean, adrenaline kind of carried me. So, but I kind of, after that, I mean, I remember that coach specifically would just tap my shoulder and tell me to go fight this number or I wasn't allowed to play the next game.
1: <laughs> oh, he's, he's old school. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, how how did the um, in terms of the you know at that age obviously still young and everything else um, did you do any sort of training for the fighting like did you take any boxing or anything or was it just sort of you know winging a prayer?
0: Uh, I think I boxed, but I don't know if it was the year after because I started fighting or was going into junior so I would know how to fight. Yeah. I uh, was one or the other because I know it might have been after my first year, junior, I started my boxing because uh, I remember one fight I got yeah, I got handed to me pretty well. My dad was making sure that it was not happening again. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> like how how did you uh like how did you take to the fighting though in the physical like did you, did you like it or was it sort of like you know means to an end or you know did uh, or were you always sort of like the physical kid anyway?
0: Uh, when I was no longer like the biggest guy on the ice my physical presence was a lot easier for me to create a physical presence sorry with fighting versus a big hit because you could just you know ignite the whole team get going you know even if you lost a fight you slip out you fall over i mean everybody's excited everybody's adrenaline goes up and you know like really it's a big it's a team it's a team move it's a team position i guess so, you know you have to put your face on the line your knuckle your body on the line but it's for the rest of the team, you know, for their sake, to get them up, to get them going in those big moments when you need it. Yeah. What's up? No. Like, I just... Oh, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Not, oh, no, I was just saying, like, uh, on most of the, the junior teams I played on, we never we never had any guy that did that. So uh, if we didn't have any guy that did that, I thought I might as well create a roster spot for myself and solidify myself by doing it, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, like you said, you started your junior in the, in the Capital Junior League there in Alberta, and then you moved over to the KI, the Kootenai League, uh, in BC. Uh, what made you go to Kootenay, the KI?
0: Uh, I always wanted to go there. Actually, I actually had some buddies out there and stuff. So uh, I had a buddy that was in Castlegar, and so he got me to come down and try out out there. And uh, what it was like our first or second game of regular season. And uh, that's when I really made the team there. We, our coach came in and told us, don't fight so-and-so. He's crazy. He's already got, whatever, five fights in preseason and the regular season, two games already. Like He's a psychopath, so be careful. Protect yourself. And what I did, the first thing I went out there and did is go offside, shoot it on net, and drop my gloves and fought the kid. And how'd you do? <laughs> oh, I gave him a black eye. Maybe I maybe broke his nose or whatever. So, but uh, I, yeah, I walked away scratch for you, smiling pretty. So we both stood toe to toe. The refs had to pull us apart, but uh, it was good. I mean, he had more damage than I did, so I'll take it as a win or a tie, whatever you want to call it. How how was your time in the Kootenay?
1: Like like I said, I I'm familiar from like with guys playing in the '90s, and the early 2000s in the Kootenai League when it was you know the jungle. But as it later on, uh, you know, when you were there, how how did you how did you enjoy the ki and how physical was it?
0: Oh, it was 10 times better than it was playing back in Alberta. I mean, we went from practicing once a week in Mournville and, you know, whatever games, to five days a week. We have team training, workout video, and then you're playing almost 50 games a year, plus your playoffs or best of seven. And the competitive physicality was there because everybody was faster, everybody was stronger. You know, they might have been a little bit younger compared to the Capital League, but, uh, no, they definitely, they're better hockey players. It was it was a great experience and then for my first year we'll before they removed the visors we we were good for about at least a fight that weekend so i think i might have put up well it was a lot but it was three and i think i led my team in fights we had about four or five other guys that just had one and done one fight a year type of players and then i think yeah i think i had three and that was like our best most or whatever it was uh wasn't a big year but uh
1: yeah, that's right. Because you were there when the, from the half visors to the cages, correct?
0: Yeah, I played my first two years of junior in a visor, and then my last two years I wore a bubble.
1: Okay, well, stop right here. Okay, I, we. I have to ask you about this because i I I remember when the I wasn't quite certain the year, but I remember when the ki flipped over to work go to go to full cages. I can remember having online arguments with people about how this was a bad idea. Um, as players, what did you think of it?
0: No consequences. You could throw the dirtiest hit and you're safe.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: You know, like, I think con- concussions. There's some guy on Twitter, one of the the Kimberly Dynamiters stats guy. I forget his name. He's all over it for the league. But uh, I remember it, uh, what? dental rates or dental damage was down like, you know, like 30% or something and concussions went up like 180% from the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Because people were throwing high hits throwing hits from behind. And you had kids, you know, that have never worn a visor. There's no, oh, am I going to get hit if I run my mouth? Oh, am I going to, you know, it really removed the whole protection of your teammates. You know, there was just a green light to do whatever you want.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, like, how did the, uh, Well, you know, I guess you just answered it. I was gonna ask, like over the yeah, because you know, you saw two years without, two years with, in in your final two years, yeah, like just it it just in terms of play in general, like clearly it was a lot more, it was a lot dirtier, I would assume.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I only had, I only had three fights in my last two years, I think. So in both, no, I had two and two. No, it was all right, but uh, no. Well, the remember the first one is some guy just threw like jumping hands at my teammate's head. And he had no idea and but basically like i ripped rip the cage off or whatever, ref comes in and it's over. And they kinda just lap it off, kick us out. I mean it was more of a pushing match than anything. And then uh, that second fight for the my first year in the cages, I had a kid come behind me and like stick me in, in between my in my crotch area there and uh no, I was able to get his helmet off and punched him I knocked him out in one shot. Just on the ice, done. You had no idea where he was. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And in terms of just at that point, like, like what's the gist that I would assume all most of the players had the feeling that you're having, like what, what is it like? And 'cause I always said that like when these place when these leagues make these rules or these put in fight limits or full cages or whatever they're doing. I'm like, does anybody ever ask the players what they want? Like, because I'm like, it seems like it's a bunch of talking heads that are all saying this is a great idea, but the people that are actually playing the game are, like, hating it. What was just the general... I'm assuming they all pretty much all felt the same way you did when the cages came in. Like, this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, all the guys in our team were pretty upset, especially the returning players. I mean, we had guys just... Man, trades back to Alberta because they just didn't want to wear a cage they just walked off the team pretty much so they could go to alberta and wear a cage or wear a visor for their one more year did you have any thoughts of doing that no no because i mean like if you're gonna move on up out of the junior b level that's the best place to be so
1: yeah well
0: speaking of moving up
1: of course uh you know you fit you finish up there and um you know like you said you're off to the university of jamestown how did that all come about and uh were the, you know did uh, did you have a were you talking to a few places or how did you decide on Jamestown?
0: In all honesty, it was just uh, Jamestown was the only team that actually sent the coach out to come watch a couple games of us. You know, he came out, met me, shook my hand, gave me a whole spiel why he wanted me there and everything. And you know, he won me over. It was a great choice. I had a couple other schools I talked to out of the the Kijhl college showcase that they do. Yep. But uh, it was a lot better to have a coach go out of his way, take his own recruiting trip, and specifically find guys. So I know, like, uh, going into my freshman year, we ended up having nine or ten guys from the KI all come down because he did one big recruiting trip and pick, handpicked all his players he wanted on his team.
1: Well, yeah, so like you said, you know, now you're going from junior, you know, to college. Uh, you know, the, the next, the, another step... Um, how, how did you adjust your first year of college what what was the gameplay like and uh, what were your
0: what were your initial feelings uh it was a lot faster and a lot more physical yeah it was you know I especially like my last year junior being 20 I remember yeah I got traded because I was this big physical presence this you know kids you know kind of knew who I was kind of knew to stay out of my corners and stuff but then going to college nobody cares everybody's 23 24 25 they're growing they're growing ass men yep you know some of these guys are balding already and it's just they're strong everybody's strong and you know everybody plays smart everybody plays to the system there's no there's very there's a lot less individual play it's just who wants it more and who has the best system at this point
1: yeah well now you're uh you know third year you know play three years there um in ter- I, I've had, well, I've had, I've had guests that have played, uh, you know, college and I've had their feel, I had a brother that played in college. So, I mean, I, I how, uh, I, I kind of already know what your answer is going to be, but it's, you know, for the sake of the folks listening, um, in terms of college, of course, you're back to full, well, I guess you were wearing a full cage your last two years a junior anyway, but, but you're back to full cage. And of course there's like no fighting. How, how f- frustrated do you get with the college game at times?
0: I mean, everybody gets frustrated, you know, but when it comes to the college game, it's most weekends are a two game series. Yep. So if you see something bad Friday night, you kind of take a number and you just got to wait till you get a guy in the corner. You got to wait till you get him somewhere and just make sure you're throwing that hit so hard that they don't forget who you are. I mean, uh, this year we had a, against Colorado State, I I caught a guy with a big hang in his cage out or whatever and uh, ended up just hitting him. And caught his chin a little bit, and then uh, broke his jaw and ass.
1: Huh? There you go. So it
0: all comes down to. It's just a lot more physical.
1: Yeah. yeah, it goes
0: right from any team you play the first line to the fourth line. They finish every check. It doesn't matter who it is. Every every check is finished on the ice.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of this year, you guys you guys had a hell of a run this year.
0: Yeah, this year we uh, we took home the first ever conference championship in our program history. Uh, We had our first win at the national tournament and then uh, had a bittersweet ending at the national tournament in the the final eight. We were up two to one against the number two seed and uh, they tied the game with 0.1 seconds left on the clock. Came down to video review and the refs were not in our favor at night and we lost in overtime. Oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. uh,
1: Well, well, like you said, you're going back. You're going back for your senior. How do you feel this year going back? How do you guys look?
0: I'm very excited. We'll have 15 seniors on our roster. The same, same 14 other guys I went down with four years ago. Now, so it'll be an exciting group. We've played together for quite some time now. We, there's a lot more chemistry on and off the ice, and we're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. I mean, definitely, we should be. We will be contending for a national championship.
1: So. That that's pretty wild, actually, in terms of college. How rare that would be to get? Would you say fourteen of you
0: went down, and you're still there? Uh, but we had sixteen freshmen, and we have fifteen of us left. Yeah. So it's me, it's myself, and fourteen other players that are all returning for our senior year together. Yeah, that's yeah, you
1: guys. Yeah, that's that's a veteran team for sure. Yeah, that'll be um, yeah, that should definitely definitely work in your guys' favor. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details for state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required max bet fifty dollars. Ten plus leg required for one hundred percent boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com dot com slash baseball terms.
0: And now back to your regularly scheduled program.
1: <clears throat> well I guess we you know we gotta we gotta discuss this ice wars business, but uh First, I was going to ask, well, we'll start with the whole, how did you first hear about Ice Wars and like, I I guess what's the, not that you had to be, if you had to get talked into it or anything, but like, were you like, how, well, here, I'll let you tell the story, but how did you first hear about Ice Wars and get involved in it?
0: Uh, my older brother it, uh, kept sending me the Instagram DMs of it, just telling me to sign up. Every time he saw a new post, he would text me and tell me to sign up, sign up. And by, probably by about the third time he asked, I, I said, okay, okay, I'll sign up. I'll see if I'll put in my application. So. <clears throat> yeah, and like, when you first
1: put it in, uh, were you kind of like, you're like yeah, right, like this is whatever, I'll just, I'll just do it to well, shut him up, and then all of a sudden here's AJ getting a hold of you? Like, was it like, oh, shit, this is real now?
0: That's pretty much exactly how it went down. I mean, I was just like, this is him Because when they were shouting out guys to that heavyweight tournament and listed names, like, somebody like you guys have all played pro they're all putting up major fight experience over myself so like you know i sitting there and i'm like why would they take a kid out of who's played junior b in college you know i haven't had a fight in three or four years almost and then yeah aj shot me a message and said hey would you want to fight travis And i said you know what i'm in i mean why not i hate to say no to anything in life because you never want to have any regrets so
1: well yeah and, and like and you know it was such a unique thing right it um So initially, you get a hold of AJ and, and you you know, you turn out that you're fighting Travis and just how did that, and, you know, and it's in Edmonton, so, you know, pretty much in your backyard, it's like, how how did that preparation go and uh, what did you do to prepare for the first one?
0: I had no preparation at all. I was at school and I got, I came home, I I was home for about a week and uh, I was home for a week and had to go fight.
1: Well, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess you would have been in school. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, because I keep forgetting you're still in school. Yeah.
0: Um, so the weeks going up to that fight was uh, just studying for finals and getting ready for my finals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like you have anything on your mind or anything. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's quite the yeah. Okay. Well, so you come back and okay, you've been you do your finals and away we go. We're back home and now I got to go fight some guy that's calling himself the loose cannon. Um, when you first get there and you see the setup with the with the synthetic ice, uh, that's always another thing I like to talk to you guys about with the synthetic. How was your first? Um, well, just what's your impression of the synthetic ice, and, and how, you know, how was how it a difference compared to what you're what you're used to?
0: Uh, I honestly spent a lot of good time on synthetic ice and stuff. I grew up training on synthetic ice in the summers for about three four years. And uh, even the summer after my freshman year, we had synthetic ice in Jamestown. And I skated on most of the summer after that, so it wasn't too bad. So I got to – it was about a year in between that fight and my last time on synthetic. So I, it was all right. I have some pretty good experience, so it wasn't too bad of an adjustment.
1: So, yeah, well, there you go. Um, what would, so when you first get there and, you know, the you know, you're know you doing the press conference and, and, and everything and the – uh, what were your first impressions when you showed up in Edmonton for ice, the first Ice Wars, and your impressions with AJ and Charlie and everybody, and the whole the whole deal in Edmonton at the at the casino, and you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you had cameras and media, and like, what's uh, what's your first impressions of the whole thing?
0: Oh, I was just in shock and awe. I think I really underestimated what this was going to be, and what I was kind of getting getting into. So I spent most of that first event just looking around at the lights and kind of soak it all in and kind of forgot that I was even in a fight that sometimes. So.
1: yeah, yeah, well, I remember the first time I met you it was yeah you' were, uh we were coming out of the elevator and you and Curtis Swanson were going up the elevator and it was um yeah it was it was quite the scene there the uh, the, the first one it was um yeah, just just what were your first impressions of like AJ and everybody and, and Swanson and Sawyer and all those guys.
0: Everybody was so kind for a bunch of guys. They're going to go beat each other up the day, the next day. I've never seen anybody be so kind to one another. I mean, they all knew each other from somebody somewhere who played somewhere else or they played with them here 10 years ago or something. And they all just wanted to sit down and chit chat and catch up and then go beat each other up the next day. It was just completely out of my element. Just a whole era hockey i've never seen in person before
1: yeah it was a, well well and like you said you're fighting travis um, what what was your kind of the like did you kind of do any talking to him before the or did you kind of stay away or how was your relationship with him before the fight
0: uh we didn't chat at all really we met we met at the press conference and talked for probably about five minutes maybe and then after the fight. I don't think I I didn't stay at the casino or anything. I didn't stay at the after the fights and hang out with anybody. I went out with uh, my family, so I really didn't get build any relationship with Travis a little through Ice Wars Two and this, you know, since Ice Wars Two.
1: Well, before like uh, before you went into the obviously you knew you were fighting him before you got there. Did you do any? Obviously, did you go on YouTube and kind of check out his fights and kind of game plan at all or is it just sort of like wow here we go
0: uh, i think i watched one or two fights from his youtube and i just thought i'm just gonna go do my thing and, yeah uh, you know maybe i should have did my homework a little bit because that fight didn't go my way but well, uh, i mean that's all right because the highlight reel of it all was my left jab that went all over spitting chicklets and blew up on twitter
1: it did yeah it, well yeah i was gonna say i was just i was just watching the video here this afternoon. Um, in terms of just that first fight, though, <clears throat> just when you get in and just, um, you know, obviously you're coming down the runway, you got the music going and, you know, it's like a title fight, right? You're, you know, um, it, it no longer becomes like a hockey game where it's a spontaneous thing. Here it is, like, almost set up as a, almost like a MMA type fight. Um, in terms of just the mindset, how do you, like, how do you get into that headspace? Like, what what's going on? Like, are the nerves going or you're pretty... What's happening? What's going through your head when I'm watching Bo Cordell come down the stage there? In the Or coming down, you didn't come down the stairs in the first one. You came out the side thing there. What's going through your head at that point?
0: Uh, at that point, I try to keep my mind blank. But on the other hand, it's just lights and people and obviously a little bit of anxiety because, you know, you're going to get punched in the face. You don't get in a fight without getting punched in the face. So yeah, there's always that part. But. Uh, I aim to keep my mind blank. It doesn't always work, but once you get in that ring and once you kind of start circling up, that's where that that switch really hits me. Yeah. You got everything else tuned out. It's just you and your opponent, and then you just kind of forget about the rest of the world, right?
1: Yeah. No, exactly, yeah. I'm going somewhere with these questions. Well, I'm building up to two and three here, but uh, how? how, Like in terms of uh, Travis, a bad dude, man, that dude can hit. And it was like, what was it? Uh, how was it like fighting him? Were you? Did he? Because obviously you're you were taller and had this, the the length. But um, in terms of just fighting him and and his sort of in his power, did you? Did he surprise you? Like, what was it like fighting Travis Check?
0: Uh, I kind of thought I was able to keep outside and stuff, but he was just ended up being so strong. He would pull me to that center of gravity. He would pull my pull my whole chest down. I'd start slipping out, and then. As, soon as I started falling, he'd start hitting me with punches. Yeah. So I definitely underestimated his strength in the first fight there.
1: Yeah. They, um, well, so, like you said, you... Uh, so, Travis picked up the W on you in the first one. Um, after the event's done, um, did you kind of figure that, like, if oh, if they're doing Ice Wars 2, I'm, like, I'm totally going into it? Or was it you just kind of figuring one and done, or oh, that was a fun experience, let's get on with life. Like, what was your feelings after the event?
0: I was embarrassed with myself after Ice Wars 1, so I wanted to be in Ice Wars 2 immediately because I had something to prove. Yeah. <laughs> so, that first fight is not how I fight. It never has been, and it was uh, definitely, I'd like to blame it on the whole not, no fighting in college and going three years without ever taking a punch and walking in with no training and no preparation hit me like a, hit me like a train. Yeah. So when I Ice Wars 2, I wanted in immediately. I wanted to be in that tournament, and I wanted to go to the finals and win it all. Because I just thought I wanted the youngest guy there to be tougher than everybody with the experience. Well, let's get into
1: Ice Wars 2. Now, Ice Wars 2 is a whole different deal because now it's a tournament for you um, instead of just a single fight. How did that change? Well, I guess, like you said, you didn't really train for the first one. You kind of just came right out of college, and away we go. Now that you okay, so now you're armed with you know your your experience from Ice Wars One, going into Ice Wars Two. Now it's a tournament. Um, how did that change your training, and uh, what did you do to get ready?
0: Just train for longer. You know, made my runs longer. Trained for longer rounds. Just always, and then when uh, just a lot of breathing exercises too. Yep. So you're able to recover in between fights. You know, be able to re- get the most oxygen in you can.
1: Yeah. Did, um, Dependent. like, did, did you, when, when AJ kind of first presented the tournament idea, did you want to be in a tournament or you, were you rather do a single fight?
0: I really wanted to be in the tournament because I wanted my chance to wear the, the crowd. I wanted yeah. to be the king of the rank. Yeah. You know, especially for our Cruiserweight division. So, but, uh, pretty, so, now, nah, ah, sorry, I'm stuttering now. I'm all over the place. Apologize. Trying to think and talk at the same time.
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good.
0: Um, well, so no, I, I oh, definitely wanted that chance to wear the crowd.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, so now you roll. Now, of course, Ice Wars Two is back in Edmonton. Same, so same situation, all that deal. So that uh, the second time you come, now I mean your eyes are a little wider, or you know you 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 kind of had the uh, the experience after the first one in terms of Ice Wars Two. Um, I'm, I'm assuming the whole preparation and getting ready and all that. Is it easier the second time? I would assume
0: going into Ice Wars two, I knew exactly what to expect. I knew how to handle myself. I was prepared for every question for every punch, every fighter. Uh, I sat down, I tried to research as much as I can on everybody. I was kind of prepared to fight anybody in the first round. I mean, the only thing I was uh, disappointed by is I really wanted to fight justice in the finals, especially when we found out we we're on the other side of the, of the bracket to start with. Yeah,
1: Well, it's, um, yeah, it, well, I, I'm trying to think. In terms of uh, when did you find out you were fighting Kyle in the first round, Zavitz? When when did that all happen?
0: The day before on the Friday, you found out our bracket.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how, uh, like, I guess is that, well, like you said, I guess you train for every, or, you know, kind of review everybody and then just see what happens. Would you have preferred, I'm assuming you would have preferred to know, a, like, a little further ahead who you're fighting, or did you care at that point?
0: I didn't really care at that point because in my brain, it doesn't matter who I'm going to beat them. If yeah. I want to go in there and win it all, you have to have the mindset that you are better than everybody, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and I know from, wa- <clears throat> from watching, and of course, you know, I was obviously I was at both events and and did, did preview shows and everything, and had a couple guys we were on and we were breaking down the fights ahead of time and everything, and uh, yeah, and we were both saying, well, all of us were saying. Um, Especially after your fir- your first fight with Kyle, it was, uh, yeah, you could definitely see there was a noticeable change in your style, and you really came, you were full guns ablazing in that first fight, and you really used your length in that first fight. Um, how satisfying was that first one for you to get that to get the first W there?
0: It was just like, you know, just monkey off the back, I was just doing weight off your shoulders altogether, just a, a, re- a sigh of relief
1: yeah yeah and uh i
0: showed up there and you know lost two fights in a row i probably wouldn't become a nice war story this is just the biggest confidence builder i could have had going into that tournament
1: yeah well and then of course so you pick up the win in the first one in the first round and then uh well then you end up with um schmidt who was the eventual uh winner of it um obviously um how did, how did that how was it what was it like fighting him because that's a that's a veteran guy that's been around in the pros and of course he had actually going into ice wars that season he led all of professional hockey in, in fights. What was it like fighting him?
0: At that point when I once I understood the experience that he had I knew my only chance was to just try to be the, use the athlete I have be the younger try to push it be breathe try to outlast his air but uh when I came down to fighting him he just he knew where to grab my jersey and he knew how to tie me up and he just his full experience on defense and just protecting himself he it really just it showed in that fight you know in the first round he tied me up he could definitely hit me with some big shots second round I came in and I came out flying I started really returning and then he hit me in the nose once. I think he broke my nose on that punch. And then, you know, just got to get get back up and get through the rest of that fight. You know, just as long as I wasn't going down, I was proud to go for a full two minutes with a guy with that pedigree and that experience at the pro level of fighting.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, like, well, like you sort of explained it there. And and, and I've, you know, you you You've had try to have guys on, and they talk about that experience, but it's like, and it's no disrespect to the other guys that you've fought or, well, in any fight that you've been up until that point. Yeah, like, just what's the difference when you fight, well, you kind of mentioned it already, but when you're fighting a guy that has that much experience, like, that's just a total different world.
0: They understand, like, what style of fighting they like the best. They've tried different ways to do different things. And, you know, they get to fight twice a game. Even, like, growing up through juniors, they were putting up 20, 30 fights a year versus my two, three. So when you know they have that much experience and not even the experience of fighting, you know, like hockey or boxing or anything like that, just they might not even be able to have to throw a punch. They just learn how to tie up jerseys and where to grab a guy's jersey and just different styles of fighting they have had to fight against. You know, it's kind of like, a multi-tool for them. They just have to wait it out and then they get to play their own game.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh but yeah, like you said though, in that second round, you you made a hell of a comeback on him and I mean, no, you I mean, you look definitely looked solid in that in that fight. I mean, you certainly didn't take a back seat to him. Um, you know, but I mean just you know, just uh like you said, got you in the nose there and uh but you got back up and kept going and finished it out. Um in terms of uh just how was how how was what was your feeling after after the event at that point? Like you said, after the first one, you were really disappointed. What were your feelings after the second one?
0: I was super happy with myself. I mean, I was proud of myself. You know, you might you always want to show up and win, but like showing up and leaving it all out there and knowing that you still have room to improve. And I just went toe to toe with a guy that much experience and that much older than me. It means, they I got a bright future and to keep trucking and. Just keep doing my own thing. <clears throat> well, I
1: was going to ask you. We'll, we'll get into three here in a second, but <clears throat> so after you're done all the fighting and the ice wars, and you're all over Instagram, and uh, we'll get your Instagram and everything at the end here, and your and your sponsors, we'll we'll talk about that. But uh, you go back to college, and now you're playing hockey. What what, what was the what was the response from the boys and uh, and the rest of the? I mean, because obviously the other teams and guys playing on other teams will oh, this is the guy from Ice Wars. What, what was that like? What was that reception like?
0: Oh, my team loves it. They, they love it. I mean, they all, they, they circle a day on the calendar every time I fight. You know, and then even like guys transfer out, you know, guys on other teams, guys you play junior with and or your teammates, old teammates and the word gets around and uh, it was at the national tournament. I just have random guys stop and oh, hey, Bo, what's up? Bo, are you the Ice Wars guy and stuff? And it was, that was kind of a cool experience too.
1: So Yeah, I was gonna say what was uh well what was your coach's response to it when he found out you were in it?
0: Oh, my coach doesn't have Facebook or any social media or anything like that. So he kinda Well, we didn't really talk about it until we were flying home from Boston and he found out I was fighting again in Ice Force three. It, and uh he told me is that the uh I've seen that on Twitter and stuff that all that spitting chicklets guys and stuff, all those big names have been talking about it and stuff. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's what you're doing. You're not just getting in street fights for money or something, Bo, are you? <laughs> and, uh, he actually, uh, by the end of the year, he, he was telling me if, uh, if I need it, he'll give me a Brad Wingfield's number because they used to be billet brothers back in junior in college and stuff. So,
1: <laughs> well, there, yeah, well,
0: there you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah
1: winger well that that that'd be a hell of a hell of a teacher but uh <clears throat> in terms of um just for just for the folks out there and I mean, and that's the th- of course ice wars is different in the fact that you know when you get into a hockey fight you know you can kind of set up your punches or you know what i mean it's it, i mean you're not getting judged there's no scoring obviously then you go into ice wars and now all of a sudden you got to impress three judges as not only are you trying to knock the guy out but in this, at the same time you know it's like boxing right obviously you're trying to you know win on the score on the score sheet um did that is, does that play in your mind that you got to kind of you know score some points here as you're as you're fighting or does that uh does that change up your style at all or uh, go through that mindset when it's like judged
0: uh, honestly I've never really considered it i just go out there and get in the fight yeah. And uh, try to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Just stay busy and uh
0: well, you know, that, Keep your hands moving quick. Try not to get hit. And, yeah. You know, eventually you'll win is the goal, right? Yeah. Did they uh did they ever come
1: in come into the dressing room like in terms of like the judges or at the you know at at your at the pre I don't know, whatever you would call it, a pre tournament meeting while you guys were there or whatever. Like did Moraski and Mayrad and those guys, did they kind of tell you what they were looking for? Like, did the judges say anything
0: to you guys? The ref came in and gave us a full rule breakdown and stuff for Ice Wars too. Yeah. And then I think that was about it. Okay. Um, well, in ter- I definitely had just a punches thrown, punches landed. I think, and then obviously punches taken or whatever, and then takedowns or whatever if you fall down. So I think all those are the points are judged on a lot of that. Yeah. We'll probably hear more about it going into Ice Force 3, I assume, now that it's been brought up on a podcast.
1: Well, it, yeah, I, I've mentioned it a few times. Yeah, it was with a few folks. Um, actually, I think I'm going to try to get Rat on, and we'll talk about that, actually. Um, well, for the third one, like you said, you're fighting Justice Smoke, and, of course, he's been in a couple of these, and, uh, you know, can certainly, can certainly drop bombs, and he's had some success in Ice Force as well. Um, obviously, you guys kind of were... Because I saw you guys on social media going back and forth at each other here. Uh, How did that all get going with with Justice?
0: You know, we wanted to fight each other. We wanted to make sure everybody knew we wanted to fight each other. So we did the old classic Conor McGregor and took it online so that everybody could see that this is a fight that needs to happen. This is a fight that people want to see. And uh, took full advantage of our social media presences because, I mean, I think, him and I are probably the two most followed or at least two most social, social media active Yeah, for ice wars. So,
1: well, I, I mean, obviously I'm not going to ask you to throw out your, uh, you know, your strategy going into it or anything, but just, uh, just, when you, obviously you've seen him fight and you've watched all his fights and you've been around them and, and everything else. I mean, it's no surprise now. Um, what do you see, like, when you watch him fight, what do you, uh, what do you see when you watch Justice Smoke fight?
0: Uh, a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's got a tough, very tough chin. Uh, and then the big change-up, being left-hand dominant there is a huge advantage for him, being able to throw people off at that until everybody knows about it, right? So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, besides that, I mean, like, that, he's we got a similar reach. I'm a little bit taller, but I think our reach is pretty similar. He's pretty long. I think. Yeah. I have a lot of fun in the fight, and so both of us are going to enjoy it. It's just going to be tough when he loses. Yep. So
1: tremendous, tremendous.
0: Well, I know I
1: saw online there that uh, you know a, a mutual friend of ours, and an ice ice wars combatant, and uh, and, a, and a veteran tough guy that, uh, you know, unfortunately had to pull out of Vice Wars 3 and retire, but, uh, you know, tough dude, and you were out there sparring with him, was the Cowboy, Curtis Swanson. How did the sparring go with him?
0: Oh, my soul, that What a! I was a guy that, I spent a great few days with him, you know, he really took me under his wing. You know, with all the experience he has, over two to three hundred fights, I think he said between juniors and his pro career out in the LNAH. Yep. You know, he's fought some tough guys. He's fought Steve Bossy. You know, he's fought Bashir, You know, he's fought he's fought Morasti. Yep. So he's got some big names. Being able to sit down and listen to all his experiences and just how his career and what the styles he's developed, and he was able to take me under his wing and show me a lot about hockey fighting that I did not know before, especially going through, like, my age range of junior and even spending two years in a cage. Yeah. It, you know, it was a eye-opening experience.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Like me and him ha- No, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I just said me and him spent uh, yeah, just a great weekend together. He just basically taught me how to punch harder, be faster, and be better, that's all.
1: Yeah, I know. I uh, I had talked to him about uh, about him uh, sparring with you, and 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 I, and I was going to have you on the show and everything. And um, yeah, I know he re- he really enjoyed it. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, like you said, with a guy like that, I mean, all those fights. I mean, we're talking. For those that don't know Curtis Swanson, yeah, in one year in Laval, he had seventy four fights in one season. He had seventy four fights. That's how crazy that league is. And uh, yeah, with Brashier and terrio and all the crazies in that league um just in terms of uh when you fight a guy like that and especially you know he's older at his age and um what's it like to kind of uh to kind of like square up with that guy and, and grab a hold of him what's that uh like you said is it much like kind of like schmidt when they kind of they they have a game plan and it's you know what i mean like it's just it's kind of a different feeling fighting a guy like that
0: Well, it's like you want to give them, you know, some respect and kind of let them take the lead, which in a fight probably isn't a good idea, right? So he definitely uh, worked me around for the first day. And then the second day when I really started taking to what he was teaching me, me and him had a couple of really good battles, you know, a couple of good toe-to-toes. I mean, he always had some extra trick up his sleeve, how he would tie my arm up or, you know, escape some move that i had him in and he just always had one extra trick up his sleeve it was fun because i really enjoyed it i mean the guy it was just oh, like a master at his craft definitely put time into learning how to fight on his skates
1: yeah and uh yeah well he's you know yeah exactly he's such a good dude and uh yeah i know he uh you know he was he had he had uh, enjoyed the experience as well i know that from talking with him um and it you know it uh all the best in retirement, Swan. I'm gonna miss you at Ice Force Three. I was I was looking forward to that, but uh, I think he's made the good right decision and uh, but uh, yeah, he had a hell of a hell, hell of a run, that's for sure. Um
0: I'll be i will be there. Uh, I believe he's gonna be in the corner for Corey Allen and myself.
1: There you go, right on. Yeah, he had said he was uh, they had they offered the uh, the you know for him to go down there. So that's cool. He's gonna be in your corner right on.
0: Um uh he'll definitely be there he'll be ringside though you know instead of being on the spotlight he'll be just on the ringside yeah showing the wisdom yeah exactly exactly um so just uh
1: you know i, I won't keep you for too much longer but just uh just as you headed to ice wars three at july 15th in wyoming um you know i well i was gonna say out of a little different not in edmonton this year Oh, selfishly i still wish it was in edmonton but it's in wyoming it's growing um how, how are you feeling going into Ice Force 3 in terms of your training and your mindset? And I mean, you're, you know, you're a, this is your third third go-around. Uh, how are you uh, physically and mentally right now?
0: Physically, I feel incredible. I mean, I trained year-round, especially during hockey season. Came right off, you know, an eight-week hard program, spring training, right after our, our hockey season ended. Came right back here and then started boxing and, you know, doing some other stuff working on a lot of grapples training with guys like Swanson yep and uh, I mentally I'm you know leaps and bounds uh, where from where I was at ice wars 2 physically I'm a lot stronger a lot faster you know a lot more capable when it comes to my skill on skates so I'm really gonna enjoy this I'm gonna have a lot of fun and uh, definitely gonna take my high level hockey advantage on my skates into this fight, so I'll
1: enjoy it. As they say, justice is going to be in one. Is what you're saying?
0: I mean, I plan to, but I, uh, you know, I never want to call something out. I never want to speak anything too early. I just want to enjoy my fight. Yeah, but the game plan says I finish number one. So
1: there you go, there you go. Yeah, well, as a fan, looking forward to it, and uh, I've had justice on the show a couple times. Good dude. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing you two go at it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a hell of an event. Um, just in terms overall of just the, the ice wars, the product itself. I mean, you've been there right from the beginning from one up till now. Um, has it, uh, has it, you know, exceeded what you thought it was going to be or like, what's it like being in that ice wars kind of international bubble? How, how do you see it going? And, uh, in terms of the, of the product going into the future?
0: I'm I'm very excited. I mean, just from Ice Wars 1 to Ice Wars 2, the growth that we've had, even in Edmonton alone. You know, like, I remember, you know, after Ice Wars 2 and stuff and coming home at Christmas, you know, I go with my buddies and stuff. And, you know, people recognize recognizing, oh, you're that Ice Wars fighter and stuff. And then um, even social media-wise, uh, all my platforms have grown quite substantially from Ice Wars 1 to 2 and now. I mean, I started a TikTok in March and it's now July and I already have 10,000 followers on that. It's just, it's definitely growing as a sport and stuff. And even my own socials as a fighter helped me grow as well.
1: Yeah, no. And like you said, and and it's, and I, and you guys, especially uh, um, you and and justice and stuff. I know you guys are are really active on social. Cause I see you on social media all the time. Um, You know, you guys are doing it the right way. Definitely with the promotion and, and everything else, um, yeah. In terms of uh, and, and, you know, and your you know, with the sponsorships and everything else, uh, who do you have for sponsorships? Let's let's give them a shout out here. Who's who's Cornell's Cornell's sponsors for this uh, Ice Wars event?
0: Oh, for my the very first sponsor of the year for this upcoming event was uh, Decorating by Charlie out in uh, Jamestown, North Dakota. And then I have Stray Industries. It's a clothing company out of Calgary, Alberta. There you go. And then the company I worked for, my boss and my boxing coach, Ravenhill Scrap Metal, out of Westlock, Alberta. And uh, my buddy uh, wanted me to promote his Snapchat for everybody, so it's at Ryan underscore Rogo. He was uh, my biggest sponsor, and uh, definitely wants to let everybody know that he's uh, here for a good time, but not a long time.
1: Well, in, in terms of your social media, what, where can where can the where can the listeners find you?
0: I'm on all platforms. Uh, Facebook is Bow Jawbreaker Cornell, and then my Instagram and TikTok is just at Jawbreaker Bo.
1: There you go. Well, oh, well, before I let you with the whole job, who gave you the name Jawbreaker? Where did that come from?
0: Uh, when I was 19, my teammates had to call me it because uh, when I one punched a kid, I broke nine bones in his face.
1: And, that, and that's and that's how the the names are born. Well, there you go. Um, well,
0: well, both, I mean, worse again oh, this year. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I'm I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I was I uh, was just going to say to add on to that whole jawbreaker name. I mean, after it started with ice wars, I kind of it kind of ma- manifested into this hockey season when I broke a kid's jaw with an open ice hit as well. So, uh, you're definitely doubled up on the Jawbreaker nickname.
1: There you go. Yeah. Well. Um, well, man, it, that, it, it's been great having you on, and uh, look, like I said, I, I'm look, looking forward to you and Justice and and everyone else there at Ice Wars Three on pay per view on July 15th. Folks, get it on pay per view. Um, who's the? I know the first two were on Fight TV. The set, the third one here. What's the name of the pay per view company that's that it's on?
0: It'll be on Brink. TV or Live One TV. You could find your tickets and your pay-per-view on the Ice Wars International website.
1: There you go, folks. You heard it there. Um all right, Bo. Well, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I appreciate you taking the time tonight to come on and uh and share your story. And you know, I know a lot of my listeners, you know, they're they'll be tuning into Ice Wars. And uh oh, I had one I had my friend Jay out in Iowa did ask me one thing that I was supposed to ask you. He asked me, "Do you have any embarrassing stories about your buddy Tyler?"
0: About Tyler Chavez Leach? Yeah. <laughs> oh, embarrassing stories on Chevs. <laughs> I mean, I probably got too many to count, but uh, I did find him on Canada Day a couple of years ago. Passed out in uh, my rhubarb bush.
1: Well, hey, there there you go. Like any like any true Canadian, passed out in the rhubarb. There we go. So I
0: think that's got to be probably the toughest <laughs> one for him in a while. So,
1: There we go. There we go. That's good stuff. All right, man. Well, thank you very much to, for uh, for making the time tonight. I appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, good luck to you, man.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, having me on the show and taking the time to listen to me talk.
1: Uh, absolutely. All right.